Welcome to the Beyond Belief podcast. We're glad you decided to listen to us today. We have designed this podcast to have a practical conversation about Christianity. Our goal is to make this show relatable, realistic, and relative. We will bring you the gospel of Jesus Christ so you can apply it practically to your life. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to the show. It's the Beyond Belief podcast. Uh, I'm joined by Alan. This is Bill. I changed it up. Uh, Welcome. Welcome. What's happening, buddy? Welcome. You're in person today. I am in person today. It's all right, though. It wasn't bad yesterday or whatever day we did it. It wasn't bad. I thought it was actually uh, the conversation was good. Uh, you know me, I'm a, I'm a audiophile. I, I pay too much attention to the audio quality. Right. Um, but whatever it worked out, it was good. Um, that'll come out later this week. What'd you want to talk about today? It came out later this week. Well, though they I mean, will tomorrow. have already listened to it by the time they hear this one. Yeah, it's cool. I don't even, <laughs> right. There's some people, they, they go too far. Uh, and which is good, man. They have the resources, the ability and the time I choose to worship, uh, and pray and read other than worrying about laying out notes and a format and following a script. Yeah. I got you. I can't do all that. Nope. Yeah. And obviously we don't, if you listen to enough of these, we don't do any of that. No, we're like, it works for people. Yeah. It works for people. I wish we had a more comfortable place to sit. Uh, I usually don't give a lot of shout outs, but the three of seven guys, man, they look so comfortable. Yeah. Sitting on their couches and, uh, and the big recliner chair like that just looks comfortable. Absolutely. Um, anyways. So, yeah. What do you want to talk about? Um, I don't even know. Oh. Let's talk about, let's talk about Barnabas today. See, you pull out stuff like that. I have done no You don't studying. have to. You don't have to. Oh, it's yeah, actually this will be a Alan yeah. conversation. Well, no, not necessarily. Um, that might have just enough to keep me dangerous. Well, Barnabas actually showed up in Acts. Um, and one of the first things he had done was, um, and the reason I bring him up, he, he actually, he didn't write anything in the Bible. He wasn't this huge right. character in the Bible, right. but what he did was he, he did encourage Paul and he encouraged, um, uh, John, right. Which, you know, um, Paul has had written, he did write half of the new Testament and uh, the Gospel of Mark was written by John Mark. The Pauline epistles. Yeah. So Barnabas actually, like I said, he didn't um, write anything in the Bible, nor was he a huge Bible character in the Bible Correct. or a, a, a man, you know, uh, but he did encourage others. What would... <laughs> Not not being a reverend, but what did Pastor Adrian Rogers? What was what, what did he call Barnabas? What was his name? His like a nickname in that sermon oh. you sent me. Oh, okay, um, it was actually which Barnabas means son of consolation, which he which basically has been an encourager as well. No, nah, I meant he called him Barney. Oh, Barney, Barney. Yeah. In the, in the sermon that he was oh, giving, yeah, yeah. he called him Barney. You know, I'm he not said calling he, him Barney. He called him Barney. He said he, if he was American, <laughs> right, right. he would probably be Barney. He'd be called Barney. Yeah. Uh, but there was, there was, uh, I thought he had, and this, see, you pick a subject I'm not prepared for. So now I'm all over the place. I thought he had a, a different name. 
I didn't think it was Barnabas. I thought it was something else. He did. I don't know exactly what okay. it is, but it's right. called we'll Barnabas in Acts. And I bring him up, like I said, is because um, he he was an encourager. He encouraged um, Paul and Mark both, which you know they were they had written. Um, quite a bit in the in the New Testament, but also he encouraged the other people because there was a point in Acts where they were trying to help people and they were right. helping the churches and stuff. And he actually sold a piece of land and brought the money to the church, to the apostles, to the disciples, to um, divide how, outright. Yeah. yeah to, to divide how it needed to be to the people that had need and whatever. It says Barnabas was born Joseph. Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, and I'll, do you know what the name Barnabas means? Did, what, did it mean encourager? Um, son of consolation. Son of consolation. And, yeah, which okay. you said that, but I thought I thought it I meant you never listened to me. No, not kind of like my wife. I have to because we have a conversation. Uh, other than that, I don't listen. Um, I was reading while you were talking. They had a Paul and Barnabas had a disagreement. Yeah. In uh in Acts. And I one and the only reason I bring that up is because uh verse 36 in chapter 15 says, And some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. Right. Like let's get up in front of them. Yeah. There wasn't <laughs> I guess that kind of comes back to kind of how we do this. We don't, we study it out. We study our, our, I mean, I'm looking at your notebook. It's, I don't know, get probably every page in there is filled on Barnabas or at least five. Uh, and I'm not kidding. Like front and back, you write a lot of notes. I study a lot of stuff out. My table is filled with stuff that I look at. We share commentary books and look at them together. But what's interesting about this verse is it says, and see how they do. Let's get up and preach in front of them the word of the Lord and see how they do. Right. And see how people respond to that or see how. Is it what it says? I thought it meant to see to how what check the delivery is. See, to check on them and see how they are. Is, is uh, well, when I read it, maybe, I guess it says, okay. but Paul thought not good to take him with them, which means John. Yeah. Well, uh, he didn't want to take him with them because. He had let them down before. So he was like, yeah, I don't want to take this cat anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I I thought it was see how people responded to the gospel. But it, you mean that it's that it says how I don't know. I, I how they did with the read preaching. It, but yeah, I don't know. Sure. I'll study that exactly. out. Yeah. Yeah. I'll so anyway, the only reason I bring down. that up is because we really didn't have a topic. And I thought about um, him being an encourager because actually one of the greatest things that he had done was he took up for Paul. You know, because Saul was um, going around killing Christians right, and, right. you know, the church and everything. And um, when when Saul got converted and became Paul, Barnabas was the guy that stood up for Paul because the other disciples were like, yeah, I don't know about this guy. You know, he's he's been killing guy, people and, you know, um, yeah, the disciples didn't yeah. like the fact they were they were bringing 
Saul, yeah, converted Paul into yeah uh, the and mix. They didn't trust him. No, but mm-hmm. Barnabas stood up for him and said, "No, he has truly had a conversion, right? And um, you can trust him." So he was just a great encourager, which I, and I've said it many times, you know, I've, I've been, I have many times been, had people try to keep me in my place or put me in my place or discourage me or whatever. And that's cool. Whatever. It's, if it made them feel better, that's cool. Um, but I've had also, um, actually I've had more people encourage me. Right. You know, I've, I've had countless people, you know, I'd be like, well, I don't know how to do that or whatever. My dad was one of them, but I've had other people outside of my, my family, you know, I'd be like, well, I've never done that before. Well, just go ahead and try and you'll figure out, you know, right. how to do it eventually because you'll figure out how not to do it. So yeah, exactly. Um, You're not going to, you know, that the world's pretty messed up right now in a lot of regards. And you know, it's, you have a lot of people like, well, it's the way you look at it. And no, nah, I mean, truthfully, the world's screwed up right now. Yeah. And we don't talk a lot of politics on here. We don't talk. We try to stay uh, Christ centered. And a lot of times we uh, get on the conversation of religion. Uh, it's a very faith based conversation, even though it takes a turn in different directions sometimes. But we don't get we don't have a lot of conversations about politics and worldly events and things that are happening in different countries. And, right. you know, there's enough of that. You see enough of that. There's a, enough podcasts about it. There's enough YouTube videos and right. news channels. The world's screwed up. Uh, and I truly believe it's because they've taken a lot of the focus off of God. Exactly. Um, and, and more importantly, the Bible, right? They just don't, they don't look at it. So when you talk about, here's the point you talk about, uh, people being a discouragement, a lot of that results from not having a relationship with God, right? Uh, not in, not, not enhancing your relationship, not pursuing it. Um, being a, being a discouragement is a result of that. Being an encouragement is a result of being in the word, being in prayer and having a relationship with God. And that's how I see the world. I see the world as a lot of folks. What did I tell you that one day that there's three different types of people, right? Like there's, and I don't mean, and I'm not categorizing people. I'm just saying, in my view, there's people that are saved that have a relationship with Christ. There's people that don't. And then there's people that choose not to. Right. Because there's a lot of people, we talked about it the other day, that show up at church. Right. And they're in church. So there's an interest in being there to either it's checking off a box or whatever. But they're there. They're being confronted with religion or they're being confronted with, uh, God in some manner. And then there's people that choose not to period. They just don't want anything to do with it. They, you know, they, they know he exists. They, we know people like that. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Christians that, uh, want a relationship with God. The problem is that one third of the group that wants that relationship with God, uh, some do a great job at it. Some get distracted. Right. Uh, and, and we've been there. I've been there. I mean, yeah. right. We've been there. Yeah. Like, I'm, I mean, I can tell you wholeheartedly. Uh, but I've also been on the side of the fence where I showed up at church and didn't really do much with the relationship that I could have had. 
Right. Uh, yeah. But I've never denounced God. I've never said, no, nah, he doesn't right. exist. I don't want anything to do with your God. Right. Uh, I've never been on that side of the fence. I think, yeah. I think the one that shows up at church uh, and is interested in the relationship, they're in the middle of discouragement and encouragement. Right. Uh, there's someone, they fall somewhere, maybe teeter back and forth. The ones that denounce God, that's a discouragement. They'll, right. they'll absolutely be a discouragement. Oh, absolutely. But in Christians can be a discouragement too. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, there are a lot of people, like you said, that they're kind of on the fence, Yeah, you know, that they want a relationship. They, they're not really sure how to do it. Or, um, I mean, we were talking about people that are interested, Yeah, but I think, um, if more people were encouraged in a positive way and, and, and told how to do things instead of being discouraged and being like, you shouldn't yeah. do that. Right. You need to read this and, and whatever, and just encourage because people, once, once we establish, once a person establishes that relationship with Jesus and allows the Holy spirit to influence them on a daily basis, They'll get it. You don't have to tell them what to do and what right. not to do. Right. They will get it. You need they the the relationship needs to be encouraged. Well, yeah, I I agree. Um, and somebody's gonna refute what I just said about the three different ways that I see. Maybe there's a fourth. I doubt it. Um, I think you either, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. We're just talking and we didn't study this out too much. So, and you will correct me because I know you. So I believe that there's people that believe on God. Yep. There's, there's people that absolutely do not recognize that there's God. And then there's people that haven't put their faith and trust in him. Right. So I think that that's the, that's. That's, I mean, I, dude, I, I can only think that if, well, do you, we, we believe there's God, right? Yeah. Well, you, we talked about it yesterday. It would be, you would be hard pressed to find someone that doesn't believe there's a God. Right. You would be hard pressed to find someone that doesn't, um, believe that Jesus walked the earth and has heard the gospel, but it's very easy to find people that have no interest or they think they have it. So it's either you don't think he exists. You, you believe he exists. And then you, and then the group of Christians that place their faith and trust in him as their Lord and savior. Right. That's the, th I mean, that's how I see it. I mean, I, I think so. It's very, I th <laughs> if you're not aware he exists, you do now. Cause you just heard it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's a very, and there are, I believe people that have no idea that there's anything, uh, there's any such thing as a person as Jesus that walked the earth. I believe that's possible. I mean, yeah. I don't, you don't think so? Um, in this day and age, I don't, I don't know. Really? Yeah. See, I don't, I would think that there's probably people that have never, ever heard of God or, or Jesus in the way that we know him. In the, yeah. In the in way, the that, way we that we know, we know him. him, I'm saying as far as that he existed, that Jesus existed, I think you would be hard pressed to find anyone that doesn't you don't think there's believe. like an Island or a country oh, or yeah, something. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Somebody has never, ever. Yeah. But I'm saying as far as the, um, generally, 
Yeah. It would be hard to find anyone. Yeah. It's interesting to me. I mean, that's how, that's how not smart we are. <laughs> no, right. I mean, I'm being serious. I mean, yeah. I, but I know a lot of people think this way. I read my Bible every day. Right. Like I read something in the Bible today. I was in Leviticus. Yeah. I mean, I, it's not a natural place for me to go, but that's, right. I started, I was reading there like there's, so I'm, I'm in the Bible every day. It doesn't make me smart. It makes me want a, a relationship with God. Right. Right. Through obedience and through reading and through prayer and a conversation. And, uh, I just, you know, I, I, I think that if you know, God exists, then you choose either to have a relationship with him yeah. and turn your life over to him or you choose not to. Exactly. Yeah. And I, we talked about that yesterday. Um, I thought it was just going to be a short conversation and not recorded on a podcast, but you know, cause I, I get a little worried sometimes that I, that will be a discouragement to somebody. Uh, if we have a conversation that separates anybody and we talked about this before, but at some point you, you have to, because you stand up for right. the Bible and God and the relationship you have with them. If you don't, then you're just kind of muddy in the waters and everything's okay. And you know, it's going to be fine. Right. And it's not, yeah. um, you either believe in God and have a relationship with him and believe on him, uh, and that Jesus Christ existed or you don't. So well, actually I heard something very interesting and, and I believe this is part of the conversation you and I had yesterday, as far as, you know, there are people that say God doesn't exist, but I don't know that they truly, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't know that they truly believe that because they just don't want to adhere to his, his standards. And they say, you know, if God exists, why is there so much bad in the world? Well, right. There's proof that God exists because what standard yeah. do you have to judge good and bad except yeah. for God? It's right. It's that moral application. Yeah. It, you can, you know, well, I just want to do good, but you're going to do bad. Every argument that somebody wants to have against God says that God exists. Right. You have, right. Like if you have to, you have to recognize that God exists to even denounce him. Yeah. Well, you know, I've actually heard that. Well, a couple of things. There are no atheists in foxholes. You know, right. when you're in war, right. there's no atheist. Right. And also I've heard everybody's praying to God. Exactly. Um, and secondly, you know, I've heard many stories of people that said they were atheist or they didn't believe in God or they weren't going to adhere to that because whatever, um, on their deathbed, they cried out to God. Yeah. I've, I've heard stories of that. So I'm not, I, <laughs> This is one of those tough conversations. When you and I talked about it, I knew right away. It's really tough because I'm not that smart either. Well, uh, I don't I, mean tough for somebody to figure out because we're two of the most uh, non-smart guys. <laughs> right. Simple, yeah. You have to, I mean, for me, I need a drawing. Right. Like somebody has to present it in a picture form for me because if you try to write it out or explain it to me, sometimes I don't catch it. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is it, it is pretty, it's pretty simple and I don't want to dumb it down because there's people out there that love to argue, right? You know, uh, love to have apologetics debates or discussions. It's an argument. Yeah. Uh, yes, you should defend, 
the Holy Bible and God and the relationship that you have with them. It, it, to me, it's not an argument. No. I, right. Like, I mean, be. you and I, I just sit here and say, Hey, the, the Bible. Is exactly. The, and, and we shouldn't have to argue the point, but we need to encourage people that, Hey, and we need to know, stand firm. Exactly. In because we've said this many times, you can't browbeat somebody into believing. You can't browbeat somebody into having a relationship. No, no. You can encourage them. And you said a while ago, there are a lot of Christians that are discouragers. Yeah, that's what um, I mean. They want to have an yeah, argument about it. Exactly. But there's also a lot of preachers yeah. that are I knew you were gonna discouragers. Go yeah, because, you know... Um, we have one bad experience, right? And it just comes up. Well, actually, no, I've had several. Well, you've had a few. I've had several. But, right. But anyway, um, you know, instead of shutting an idea down completely, yeah. Yeah. why not be like, hey, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's, let's work out some details. Let's, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and, and give some options how that person can, can serve in that way. Or, you know, instead of being like, no, I'm the boss or whatever their mentality is at that point, right. which is cool. I mean, you know, God worked that out too. So I'm not concerned about any of that, but more people I think would have Christ centered walks yeah. And experiences if they were encouraged more. I believe that. I, I read something yesterday. Uh, I read a lot of stuff and some of it, you know, I was telling you yesterday, I, I'm, I'm at a point now where I can start to read things and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's baloney. But I read this thing yesterday. It says that, you know, the church wasn't only the modern church as we know it wasn't only, uh, not produced, but it, it wasn't brought along just for worship. It was brought along for service, for a place for people to serve uh, in the church in that capacity. Right. That's me. I'm just knocking this thing all around. No. Uh, we need a cool setup and we don't have it. Um, but you know what I mean? The church wasn't only a place to go to worship. It was a place to serve. Right. But what happened is it got tainted. People saw that as an opportunity. And I say people, the church as an organization saw that as an opportunity to take advantage of people coming in and serving. Right. And they didn't point them to the Lord. They pointed them to the church. Yeah. So your service became manipulated to a sense, and I'm going down a rabbit hole, but it got manipulated in a sense to serve the needs of the organization, right. not the needs of the church as Christ intended it. Right. Uh, and that can be a discouragement to people because people go in and they truly want to serve and they want to provide a service to the Lord. But what happens is now it's being manipulated into, right. you know, well, you can do this job, right? Job, a work for this. Uh, so anyways, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but that's, well, I already did, but that's what happens with yeah. and it becomes a discouragement to people. Right. Actually, I, I'd written this down the other day and I can't remember if I heard it somewhere or, or whatever. Um, but you know, preachers have a great responsibility and, and when he is not spirit led, he can discourage people that really want to do something wants to do something for God. Yeah. And I think yeah. that is kind of, you know, why I went down this path with Barnabas because he was encourager to not only, you know, um the his fellow 
disciples, the people that he was with, but also um, to the people. Yeah. I, you know, he, he took a guy like Saul, right. And defended what Saul wanted to be because of Saul's belief. And he saw the, he saw the change in Saul. (laughs) (laughs) People are going to turn us off, but right. But what I'm saying is he, he could have very easily said, let's go our own way. Yeah. They're not going to buy into this. They, you know, nobody's going to trust you. Yeah. Uh, Barnabas was an outside the box thinker. Yeah. Yeah. And there's not, I mean, there isn't a whole lot. That he did. He didn't look at Saul and be like, yeah, we should probably shouldn't trust him because all the other ones were like that. You know, no, nah, he saw his desire. Exactly. He saw the, the change his faith. Yeah. Right. And he was like, Hey, if we turn this away, yeah, what's it? And I mean, can you imagine, yeah. I can't imagine the new Testament without Paul. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, could you, yeah. I mean, what would it anyways? Exactly. Uh, the other thing I was going to say and why I got onto that conversation about uh, believers, non-believers and people that denounce God. The reason I got onto that is because there's, there's such a time, like for me, I'm very passionate about my walk, but I can't make it somebody else's walk. Right. I can't, and I can encourage somebody, but I can't, uh, influence them. I can't push them into a corner and make them have a walk. They have to choose that on their own. I mean, it's just the way it works. Um, but you and I were talking yesterday and we were talking about the state of ready for people. Like, you know, if you believe God exists and that Jesus Christ walked the earth, what do you, why are you delaying? What are you waiting on? If you can understand those facts. I, I had no reason. You know what my reason was before is I just enjoyed the world Yeah, and nothing bad was happening. So I was like, you're going to do your own thing. Yeah. I was like, you know, everything's fine. Like we're good. And I look back, you know, and I look at the relationship my wife and I had, uh, absent God and I can't, man, dude, if I'm telling you six months into my marriage, if I would have died, I would have, I would have gone straight to hell. Right. No matter how good my intentions were, right? That does it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how good I thought uh, a person I was, how many people I helped in my past career, how many people I talked to. It didn't. None of that mattered, right? And I didn't see the gravity of that. And honestly, it was because of my lack of knowledge. Uh, yeah. Nobody explained it to me in the way I needed to understand it. Right. Nobody explained it to you, nor did anyone encourage you to um, do different. It was all, I mean, I'm sure you had people telling you, my brother did. He tried, man. He really did. You got to, you know, you got to stop drinking. You saw what it did to our dad. Yeah. You know, he did. He tried a lot of ways to, to encourage me. And I, I, you know, you and I are going to look for this piece for a long time, the missing piece that we can't figure it out. Yeah. Um, well, I find it very interesting. You're going to help me with the verse. Um, it's in one of the gospels, you know, where Jesus is talking about, you know, uh, people are going to say to him, Lord, Lord, you know, have we not prophesied in your name? And, yeah. and then these, all these things, and he's going to say, depart from me, you, you workers of iniquity. Yeah. Um, that's to people in the church, right? That's right. not to the sinner, right? That's to people that are right. professing uh, Jesus' name, and um, 
he's still going to be like, no, because you had a religion. You did not have a responsibility. You were checking the boxes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we just need more encouragers out I wasn't, there. I wasn't really, uh, there was a lot of stuff I was and was not doing. Um, I just can't say I believed, I believe God existed. I believe there was a God. Oh yeah. I believe there, there at the, and this is me at the time. So I'm not, I'm not putting it in past tense, but at the time I believe there was a God. I believed, uh, Jesus Christ was, uh, a figure in the Bible. I believed in the Bible. Right. But I didn't believe all those things that were so critically important. Like the Bible was the infallible, divinely inspired word of God. I didn't believe in that. Right. Like I just knew it was a book that was religious in nature. Right. Um, I didn't believe, and I didn't know enough because I didn't know enough about this stuff. I didn't believe anything about the Holy Spirit. Right. I didn't understand it. Right. Like I think belief and under understanding are completely two different things uh, that need to work together. Uh, you can believe in something, but you also have to have the understanding that helps you believe. Uh, anyway, so that stuff was difficult for me uh, during that time. And I, and that's, and I go back to it because my brother tried to encourage me, but without having the understanding, I, I didn't have the desire. Right. You know, I mean, all that stuff didn't outweigh the coolness that the world was offering. Right. You know, the drinking, the, you know, all the stuff, all the bad stuff, man. And that's the thing. It, here's my point to get back to all of that. We don't talk, you and I talk a great deal about Jesus Christ right. and our Christ and living a Christ centered life. We're not perfect at it. We suck at it sometimes, uh, a lot of times, but there's not enough people changing that topic. Right. They're just not having those conversations. You, 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 you know, people would much rather have these other conversations about stuff, man, because it's cool. And yes, that stuff exists in the world, but it exists because God allows it. Right. He allows that to exist. And as a Christian, somebody that's following the teachings and principles of Jesus Christ, man, it should be, it should be the single most important thing in your life yeah. because everything else you have is because of that relationship with God and because of God. Right. Period. There's nothing yeah. else that exists because of that. Yeah. And that's actually one of the things that had discouraged me, um, over the years was the fact that, and I, I'd said it, you know, um, I told you before that my dad was such an influence in my life and I can have go have a, a Christ centered talk with him that I just desired that after he was gone, but I couldn't find him. Yeah. Because I was discouraged and, and I was discouraged because there was everything else been talked about, which there's nothing wrong with, you know, having a classic car. There's nothing wrong with hunting. There's nothing wrong with fishing. No. Mm -mm. But when you are around people that say they are Christ centered, um, you should expect some more conversations about Christ. And if you can't, if you can't, um, if you can't segue into a conversation about Christ, then where does he really exist in your life? Yeah. I get zealous about this. I know you do too, but if, if, if you profess, uh, to have given your life over to Christ, to have him lead everything in your life. If you profess that, if you profess that the Bible is the thing that 
guides your entire life, then 80% of your life should be given back to God to give him glory. Right. And I'm not putting a number on it. I'm just saying a majority of your life, you can't lead, you can have 30% of your life be, uh, conversations about God and the other 70% be about all your hobbies and work. Right. It just can't, you're, you're not bringing glory to him. There's no, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, occasionally you do, Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I'm not talking about going overboard and, you know, printing t-shirts and stickers and, and, uh, you know, getting, just getting crazy. It has to be a true uh, glorification of God. I mean, it has to be your worship in your daily life. It has to be yeah. how you live your life. It has to be Christ centered. But I, and I, and the reason I get stirred up about it is because I see so many people, man. And I know I sh- I'm not passing judgment. It's just deflating to me. They claim to live this this Christ-centered life, but it's about money. It's about likes. It's about followers. It's about yeah. nothing points nothing points back yeah. to the kingdom of God. Right. I mean, very little does very, very little. Right. Uh, and then, you know, they, they wonder, you know, why things are happening. Yeah, uh, exactly. And, you know, man, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer dude. You always <laughs> are. I don't mean no, to be, actually, but it just drives me nuts. It does. Absolutely. And, you know, we're probably just going to be beating a dead horse if we go on much longer. I do have one more thing to say, though. Well, you're not shutting um, me down, you what? discourager. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, actually, I'm, just, I'm trying not to discourage other people from being like, listening to us do more yeah right yeah so Jeez, anyway. i didn't want to get i didn't want to get hammered to listen to this thing yeah exactly but um you know there are a lot of people that when the chips are down you really see who they are yeah you know when there's a problem yeah. or when this and that when everything's going great oh yeah god is love and everything's fine and you know everything but when when things go bad Ugh. you know the true colors really come out where do they turn do they turn to God or do they, oh, uh, you know, when, okay. If, the, if there's a problem with finance uh, in your finances, do you turn to God and do you pray about it? No. Are you do, searching every which way to try to or, make the ends meet? And yeah. Or you look into MasterCard to make the ends meet yeah, instead or, of God. Right, right. So actually my point being, um, and it says in the Bible and I don't know where, because I'm a horrible student, but, um, you know, the, um, the heart's going to be revealed, yeah. you know, and whatever, you know, whether it's good or bad, the fruit is going to, it comes from the heart and, um, pressure reveals what's in one's heart. Oh, absolutely. So when the chips are down, when things are bad and everything, where do you turn? It's like, it's like muscle memory. Uh, you know, when you, when you train and do something, under stress, your mind, uh, loses, uh, fine motor skills. Right. So here's, here's, here's an example. Uh, anybody can go, uh, to the gun range, pull out their gun and they have a, a paper target in front of them. They can take their time yep. and they can go through the fundamentals, squeeze the trigger. Uh, I'm not going to bore people with stuff, but you know, side alignment, sight picture, all this stuff, they squeeze the trigger, they breathe, uh, they can shoot great. Now go do, uh, 250 yard sprints, some sit-ups, some push-ups, some jumping jacks, come back and within three seconds, pull the trigger as fast as you can. Yeah. Forget all that. What about when the dude's running towards you? (laughs) Right. Well, right. So, right. And there's, there's so many things, man. And my point is 
when you develop a relationship with God and you truly put your heart, your mind, your soul, the commands from, from Jesus into that relationship with God, you love him with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, all your soul under pressure. What do you default to? Yeah. That relationship. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, right. Yeah, like I'm saying now. It, in it, in it, yeah. We, absolutely. Right. I didn't default to that. I defaulted no. to a bottle. Exactly. Yeah. And other things that took my mind off of, yeah. of all the pain and, and just crap. And as you go through and you, and you build this relationship, you default to that. And then you start with your spouse, you start giving them biblical advice. You start leading your family in a biblical way. Right. It doesn't happen overnight. You have to train for that stuff. And that means you pursue that relationship. Right. If you're just doing, and I'm going to tell you, you know this, cause you and I talk about this, not on a podcast. When people do this for show, man, it comes back to bite them. Yeah. They can't, you can't sit here and pretend yeah. if you do, you waste precious time and resources establishing that in your life for yeah. yourself. Right. And if you're out there doing that in different ways, man, that's going to come back to you. God's yeah. not going to tolerate that. No, not at all. Uh, it has nothing to do with what Bill and Alan yeah. think. And we get a lot of things wrong. Yeah, for sure. We, we try to 30 minutes of this podcast probably. Yeah. <laughs> but we are Christ centered. Yeah. I mean, we're, we are trying, we are doing our best. Yeah. We're not going to get scriptures right. We're not going to get um, everything right. But you know, I it's think all about if Christ. people will listen to this truly that will, will take a personal temperature of, of their relationship with God and just analyze it themselves. Don't, don't take, don't take our analysis of it. Yeah. Do your own analysis of your relationship. Yeah. You know, should you, should you be doing more in your relationship with God? Could you be an encouragement to somebody? Well, the only reason <clears throat> we can do this is because we are striving to do more <clears throat> and yeah. we've, we've seen yeah. a change. We've seen the results. And I said this the other day, um, and I think this is going to be a, a go-to for me, you know, a man with uh, an experience is not at the, a man with an experience is not at the mercy of a man with an opinion. Yeah. I agree. So, that's it. My, my buddy, uh, Greg told me a long time ago and he's, through this thing that I've been dealing with, he, uh, I won't say I'm dealing with it. The situation that God has put me in to, uh, calm you down or, or to, there's a lesson here. Oh yeah. He told me, he said, you know, I pray just every day and it's not, it's not vain babblings or repetition. He prays and I believe earnestly with his heart that he will, that God will put people in his path for him to minister to. Right. And, and honestly, that's all we can ask for, man. Yeah. Is that, and I mean, we can ask for more, but if God will just put people in front of us to either share the gospel or a testimony or, or a story of salvation, uh, that's all we could ask for. Yeah. It's just for those people to be put in front of us, uh, put in our lives. Definitely.
Wow. I hope, man, I hope we were an encouragement to somebody. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure people too. are like, geez, these guys, man, they, they, you know, listen, I'm going to tell you, call me one time. I'll put my phone number out there. Cause people call me. I'll be like, listen, you're not doing enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, we yeah, want anyway. people, we want people to run towards Christ, man. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I just have a different way of saying it. You do. That's uh, cool. Me too. We're just yeah, different. It's all good, man. It is good. And um, guys, my number is 352-214-5062. If I can help anyone, if um, just need somebody to talk to, whatever the case may be, I'm here. Yeah. yeah. And um, enjoy your day. Yeah. Thanks for listening. So that's it for this episode. We're glad you listened and hope you'll come back. Visit www.graceworkswithanx.net to listen to past episodes, read our daily devotions, or provide feedback. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, send us a message through Instagram, Facebook, or our website. And if these episodes have been an encouragement to you in any way, please share them. Have a blessed day.